That's right, folks. Another episode of the Rasball Fantasy Football Podcast today discussing the AFC South. Now, today's show is about the end of, at the free agencies of the AFC South, but there's a lot of key names in this division. Can the Colts finally get the damn QB situation figured out this offseason? Matt Ryan is still on the team, but it sounds like it's inevitable for him to be cut. You got players like Brandon Cooks that are heating up the combine off the field as trade rumors surround players like Brandon Cooks as well. You have Calvin Ridley returning to the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans cutting cap like crazy. We got a bunch of stuff on today's show to discuss with our guest, Jacob Char. Now, before we do, make sure you follow us across the board at Rasball Fantasy on YouTube, IG, and TikTok. You know, I got people asking me, are we going to do the cat uh, trend with the giant cat on Rasball? I don't even know. We might. So jump over to TikTok and find out if we do. Also, make sure you go to Rasball.com. We do baseball, hockey, basketball, and football. We have great writers dropping knowledge for us all off-season long, so make sure you jump over to rasball.com as well. But today's show is the AFC South Free Agent Preview, starting right now on the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel. All right, folks. Better late than never. I mean, like, honestly, at this point, we're starting a little late. That's okay. I blame the man on my left or right, wherever the hell you watch it. No, just kidding. You can follow him at Jacob Charno. Jacob, you've been dropping some fun articles recently. Oh, yeah. Are players even good? I love it. <laughs> yeah, effective, uh, man. Give us some insight about some of the articles you've been writing. Yeah, so I've kind of been – I've been having a lot of fun with it, I'll say. Uh, I, I, my last article – or. I just wrote an article about Aaron Rodgers and some spots where he might end up. So that's that's live now that that just got published. And um, the first one was, is Derek Carr good? Because I feel like that's a question a lot of people are asking right now. Like, yep. yeah, I mean, at the end, spoiler, I, yes, I think he's good. Um, but like a lot of people are calling him trash. A lot of people doing this. Derek Carr hasn't had, you know, the opportunities that a lot of people had. Um, I like to compare his career to Matt Stafford, you know. You put him, you take him from a place where he's had no defense, no offensive line for, you know, seven years. And now all of a sudden you put him in a situation with a good defense and a, and a solid offensive, a stable offensive line and a stable coaching situation. And a team that can hit on some draft picks. Now, all of a sudden you can see what he can really do. And, you know, it's yet to be seen what that's going to look like, but in the spots that are interested, New York, the, the Jets, Carolina, New Orleans, any of those three, I think, would be very solid landing spots for Derek Carr. Yeah, I and, and listen, I'm I'm in the Derek Carr boat. I like him. I think the the what he did down the stretch two years ago to get them into the. But by the way, beat Justin Herbert, who everyone loves, mano y mano to get into the playoffs. So you can say what you want about Derek Carr. Clearly, he could play winning football. He didn't stand a tip. We we talked about Josh McDaniels with Aaron Rodgers. Well, clearly. It didn't work with Derek Carr either, so it might right. be a Josh McDaniels issue. But let's get into it today. We're going to talk a little bit about some of these teams in the AFC South. And another team that we're going to talk about right now is the Indianapolis Colts. And now the Colts, on the surface, when you look at their free agents, they don't have a lot of big-time offensive glaring needs outside of Paris Campbell, who's probably your biggest headliner. They do have some depth on the offensive line, The but I think it's more of a indicative of how Far they have fallen just from the last, just like two, three years ago, having one of the best offensive lines in football to not that great. They do have some good foundation pieces in Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly, but it doesn't seem, and then their right tackle is pretty good, Braden Smith, but overall they are really weak at the two other spots. Paris Campbell's interesting though. I do like him as a player. I think 
he really kind of finally stayed healthy, which is the most important thing. And I think he put together a really solid season for them. He could be potentially coming back, but I don't know. They don't have the, the cap for it. $2.6 million. They do have the fourth pick overall as well. Um, do you think Matt Ryan is on the move? Do you think he gets cut? Do you think they use that fourth pick? What, do you, what are you thinking for this free agent class slash offseason for the Colts? Man, I think it really depends on what Matt Ryan wants to do. Does he want to be a starter still? Can he be a starter still? If we're being honest, like probably not. So can he accept that veteran backup role for whatever quarterback the Colts end up drafting? Because other than Bryce Young, none of these guys are even even Bryce Young is question is, is questioned, but none of these quarterbacks that are gonna go early and and you know, especially at that Colts pick, are considered like pro ready guys yet, right? Like day one starters, whether that is a CJ Stroud or an Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, whoever that ends up being. Could Matt Ryan would be a very solid piece to have on the bench in order to, you know, kind of help develop this quarterback, help ease them in, throwing a rookie into a, into the fire right away. Voice it never works. There is not a single example of that working that we've seen in in the in any point in any sort of recent years, right? Even like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, who had an, a really solid year this year, took that team to the playoffs. Now all of a sudden, like, like look at his look at his rookie season. He was not good, right? Um, Zach Wilson struggled. Obviously, had a, had a terrible rookie year. Um, even Justin Fields, he didn't do much, but he did not look like the 2022-2023 Justin Fields that we just watched. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think Matt Ryan. Sh- I think it would be beneficial to the Colts to have Matt Ryan on the team. Um, but it's it's really all up to him. You know, he's he's a guy who, if he stepped away tomorrow like he's in that he's in the hall of fame discussion um so i don't know but uh about paris campbell you know he's 26 i don't know how much they're going to want to resign him for but um the names on this team i think alec pierce kind of coming into his own towards the end of the year was big um and not great for paris campbell if he wants to stay in indy but i think between Pittman and pierce they're probably going to let paris campbell walk maybe look for a cheaper option in the later rounds of the draft or in free agency yeah, I think, well, I think it starts with Shane Steichen, right? Because, yeah. you know, he, this offensive coordinator from the Eagles, a long time with the Chargers. Now, you could say all you want about his recent success with Jalen Hurts. Prior to that, he was with Phillip Rivers. So it's not like he needs a mobile quarterback necessarily, but you would think he would want to mimic the blueprint that really made him a head coach, right? So totally. honestly, there is a lot of, um, I do like this idea of the Colts going out and getting a type of quarterback. Now, I know the kid out of Florida is definitely probably, the closest thing to a very extremely mobile quarterback like that, but I don't think they're going to take him at four. Who knows? I, I do. I, I did say my bold take of the off season would be that the foul, uh, the Colts trade for, for Lamar Jackson or a Justin Fields type player, but I don't think that's going to happen anymore either. But I think that the coaching staff coming in, first thing they got to do is they got to fix this quarterback situation. I think Matt Ryan's aging like Peyton Manning and not Tom Brady. So I don't think, I don't think Matt Ryan is, all of a sudden going to just hit this forties and go, Oh, I still got five years. I think Matt Ryan, you can see it in his arm strength, his lack of mobility. He doesn't offer any elite traits anymore at his age. And I think that's really the problem. Now, if he played behind an elite offensive line that he had no pressure, could he still deliver the football? Absolutely. But at the same time, I think this coaching staff is brand new. They're like, they want a fresh start. So I could see Matt Ryan either getting cut, saving that 17 million, 
and moving on. Now, the next question comes, you know, I think Jonathan Taylor with this coaching staff is great. Shane Steichen and the Eagles committed to the run. That's going to be good news for Jonathan Taylor. They're going to be a run-first offensive team. The question comes, are they going to have another two-back uh, Kenny Gainwell-type guy? Remember, because the Colts coaching staff, which uh, Nick Sirianni got hired to the Eagles, they now Nick Sirianni's guys are going to the Colts. So it's just going back and forth between these right. two teams. So my opinion is I think that Paris Campbell walks because of the, the money they have currently saved. Even if they save the money on Matt Ryan's contract, it's got to go to – might have to go to a quarterback. Yeah. Like you just brought up, these none of these kids are, are ready. So who is – I think Garner Minshew makes a ton of sense for this team as a placeholder, the backup. He'll know the system. He knows what Shane Steichen wants to run. He looked okay as a starter for them in spot starts. You put him with a rookie. I think that's a great combination. Any final thoughts about the Colts before we move on? Yeah, I want to throw. I'll throw another name out there. Bring back, bring back Jacoby Brissett. On, I don't, I don't know if he would come back to Indy, but I mean, that would be, I think that would be a really solid option for them. If, if I mean, him or Minshew, I think those are both very, very solid options. We are very pro Jacoby Brissett over at Rasball.com. I am too. I, I, I am too. I, I like yeah, him absolutely. I, my bold take for Jacoby was Arizona Cardinals. To I like that. Uh, I, I really and, do. You know, I, I like a, that a lot. A, as a good backup, he knows their system too because the OC, the quarterbacks coach for the Browns is over there. But enough about the Indianapolis Colts. Jacoby Brissett. I'll say so. Jacoby Brissett for this team right here. Like, like honestly, I know. Like, go for it. Well, we'll talk. Well, I mean, it's like you could say it's the Houston Texans, right? Like, this is another team that's going to be drafting a quarterback. They're drafting at two, so they're not. They're prob probably not getting Bryce Young. Which, unless they make some crazy trade to one, which I don't think, I mean, like the tape I've watched so far, the difference in talent between a guy like Bryce Young and a guy like CJ Shroud, who might go at two, like, I don't think the gap is as big as people are making it seem, um, which is, I guess, it's kind of a hot take. I, I realized I didn't know that in the draft community that that's kind of a hot take, but um, it is. Um, but yeah, none of these guys are ready to start. Like we'll say this, I'll say this for every single team that needs a quarterback in this draft. You need to let them sit. Like Jacoby Brissett would be a perfect bridge guy for the Texans. He can like he can win games. The Browns were better with Jacoby Brissett playing than they were with Deshaun Watson playing this past season. Like that yeah. that's well, that, that's how I, it was. It was true. It's true. But come on, Deshaun Watson took a whole year off. It's hard. But you're yeah, correct. He was busy. He was busy. He was busy. He was busy. He was, busy. He was, <laughs> he was getting his. Uh, you know what? This is a uh, kids show, so let's keep it PG, of course. But it's. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, Actually, I do mark not for kids. So, so you know, he got jerked off by masseuse. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, but my point is, yeah, I just think yes on the yes, he did play better, but we got to give. I think Deshaun Watson's gonna have a big, a bet, much better season this year. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, no. Um, but this is a team like like you'll see it's they're thirty four, basically thirty four million dollars under the cap. They have a lot of stuff to work with. Like this is a very flexible team. They have D'Amico Ryan's coming in. Who? So I like I I very much like D'Amico Ryan's. I think that as a head coach, he's going to be very solid. I think that a team like the Texans could have used an offensive head coach. Um. This, if they want to bring in this young quarterback, but at the same time, they're going to bring in a young quarterback and they're immediately going to trade their best receiver. So they're sitting at two and 12. So I think they go young quarterback, young receiver at two and 12. I think that that's just how the board's going to fall for them. Um, and that's, that's honestly really exciting. If you're a Texans fan, if they exist, um, 
that's, that's, <laughs> they're just like bigfoot they're out there yeah maybe. they'll come out of they'll there. come out of hiding <laughs> they're like cardinals fans they'll come out of hiding when they're good um yeah. but yeah i like this this is an like weirdly enough the texans are an exciting team to watch for this offseason they could make some big moves i think you know with the texans first i think i think a, a guy that makes a ton of sense is jimmy garoppolo they're basically the 49ers totally. central now totally. jimmy g comes in and jimmy g is someone that you can win games with so you don't have to become like this team where you're going to tank and finish with the top three pick but Granted, the best part about Jimmy, he'll get hurt in five or six weeks. I'll give you the rookie <laughs> right. to get some time to right. sit right. behind him and whatever. But it's the Justin Jimmy Field G- strategy. Yes, yeah, exactly. So Jimmy G makes I think makes a ton of sense. But when you're looking at this team, uh, they're a little bit kind of like, uh, you know, Brandon Cooks is on the trade block, and unfortunately, in my opinion, why would you want to trade Brandon Cooks? You, Nico Collins looked okay, but he's not ready to be a one. And like you brought up, maybe you go to 12 and you draft a receiver at 12. Maybe you do that. Okay. And then you start the whole, you start a clean slate. You have your number one quarterback and your number one receiver. They come up together, uh, you know, together. Maybe that's an idea. I totally get that. But there's a couple things. Based on their, they have a bunch of cap space. They're in a pretty good spot here. They don't have a quarterback where they need to spend big money on necessarily. Jimmy G might come in. The weirdest part. So I wanted to bring this up with the Titans, but I'm going to bring it up sooner. There's only 11 teams in the NFL that have, Big 30 million plus contracts a year on quarterbacks. Only 11 of 32 teams. Most teams don't have that. And then when you drop from there, it goes from 30, then it goes to the Jameis Winston around 14 million. And then it's all the rookie contracts. So, you know, the tight, the Texans, if you're looking at what is Jimmy G going to command? Is he going to command 14 like Jameis, 20? But you're not going to give him the 30 plus. So you're not going to eat up all your cap space there. However, if they decide to go a different direction and they start bringing in players, maybe that changes. But I do think that's one thing. The other thing I want to bring up, though, is this is a new scheme. This is a brand-new offense. This is the 49ers scheme. The tight end position in this offense could be an underrated asset. Now, they got guys like Brevton Jordan and you know a bunch of day three picks right now. So I think if this is a situation – I talked about Dalton Schultz being a sleeper to join Houston Texans. I think that would be a decent spot for him to land as well. And I think there's opportunity based on the offense and how they utilize the tight end in the Shanahan scheme that they're going to bring over here. I think there's an opportunity. The other thing is Damian Pierce. Rex Burkhead's a free agent. It looks like they're going to gut the system here. I think you might have an opportunity for guys like Raheem Moser or Jeff Wilson to join this team. Similarly, how they both went with uh, the, the Dolphins. You could see one of those guys jumping over to the Texans to back up Pierce. But I think Pierce is, they're going to love that kid right away. And I think he's got a big time shot to really dominate touches in this in this offense with guys like Burkhead and you know all their backup running backs are basically free agents. So any other thoughts about the Texans? Yeah, I'll throw another name out there at running back because they have enough. I mean, they have enough cap space with Damian Pierce, a guy who I think could really complement his game. If you know, I don't know what that injury is going to look like look like for Pierce next year. Um, but Miles Sanders, I think that I mean he's a guy who's looking for who's probably going to be looking for a new home this offseason. Um, do they want to spend big money on a running back? That's the big question for every team this offseason that needs one. Um, but you got to get, you're right, that you got to get that talent in that at running back and that at, uh, at tight end. Um, so, I mean, I mentioned a wide receiver at 12. I could see a tight end at 12 if the right guy is there. Um, I, I, I think that's absolutely possible. We see guys like OJ Howard, Jordan Akins, who Jordan Akins has been pretty solid these last couple of years um, yeah. when they've asked him to step up. But, you need a guy who can make who who you need a like look how crucial a game changing tight end is. Look at the playoffs this year. I mean, George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, even like what a Mark Andrews can do when that offense is healthy. Um, 
I'm Dallas Goddard for the Eagles. I mean, what an impact he made. Dalton Schultz in that offense, second on the team in targets, catches. Like all this stuff, a solid tight end changes an offense because not a lot of teams have linebackers that can cover a tight end effectively. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it completely changes a scheme um, when, when you can do that. So, I think that um, that'll be very important for the Texans this offseason right. as well. You're totally right. Gotcha. All right, let's jump down to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars are a team that the latest news is one of the things I was going to bring up is Evan Ingram's kind of their biggest name on the offensive side of the football. That is a free agent. He sounds like he's going to get the free franchise tag for this team. Tagged. However, just remember, there's a low, there's a little carrot out there named Calvin Ridley, okay? Yes. Calvin Ridley is coming back, and that is going to knock all these guys down one peg. It's not – you're basically taking Marvin Jones off the team and right. aging 30-plus Marvin Jones and putting in Calvin Ridley in his prime, alpha number one. Just remember that in the back of your minds when you're drafting Jags next year, Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. Remember that the alpha is coming. And that's yeah. going to impact these guys, and they're going to probably knock down a sp- spot or two because you're going from Marvin Jones, who's the fourth option, to Calvin Ridley, who's the one option. So just remember that in the back of your minds. Wanted to say that. The other aspect of this, too, is that for the most part, they're, they have their $24 million over the cap. So they're going to have to move some people out, in and out. Now, I don't have any great, glaring team uh, players that they could probably cut. Uh, you know, off the top of my head. But at the same time, that's something to watch, especially with guys like if you have Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, who's not going anywhere, Calvin Ridley coming in, not going anywhere. If they tag Evan Ingram, he's not going anywhere. Travis Etienne and, and Trevor Lawrence, you know, where's the, I guess, this, where's the, the, the money going to come out of? Maybe defense or the offensive line. Mm-hmm. So what's yeah. your thoughts there? Yeah, uh, I think that it's going to come out of the defense. And I think that's going to be a big problem for the Jaguars. Um next season because this offense is going to be explosive i mean you said it calvin ridley coming in in his prime um yeah essentially the guy who's going to get the axe because of calvin ridley is going to be marvin jones which sucks if you're him but i mean it's it is what it is um he's 33 uh calvin ridley like realistically we mentioned it with deshaun watson calvin Ridley hasn't played in a year we have no idea what he's going to look like um the game is very different for wide receivers than it is for quarterbacks taking off a year but the game we've definitely seen it before the game can pass you by in just a year um i think the evan ingram tag was uh i think that was a great move until they can come up with a long-term contract for him because he is he was a big part of this offense i don't think christian kirk is gonna get knocked down as much as um as it seems I think that he's okay. I think that he has that chemistry with Trevor. We saw it all this season. And like, yeah, Trevor's gonna want to play with his fancy new toy, but I, I think Christian Kirk will be about as maybe a little less reliable than he was this year, but I think he'll still be a very solid wide receiver two option um in, in fantasy. But they've got I mean, you cannot take it out of your offensive line. You can't. Like like this Jaguar team has been rebuilding for you know, ten almost ten years. Like now they got now they've got it. So this like <laughs> Jawan Taylor is a free agent, their right tackle. I don't know exactly where they're picking in the draft, but like twenty five, fifty seven, and eighty nine are their first three picks. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know how the the offensive line group is going to play out at twenty five. Um, so I guess they'll they'll cut people on the defense. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, Shaquille Griffin's the first guy that comes to mind. There's a lot of news about him. They, he could they could save a decent amount of money. They can get probably about 50% of that just from cutting him. So that's, but okay. he's a pretty good corner. However, we're talking fantasy football. 
I don't right. give a shit about the NFL. No offense to the NFL. I want to, hey, Jags defense can suck all they want because you know what that means? High scoring games. Yeah. Then if it, now, if that means more scoring, that means that Christian Kirk will be fine and Evan Ingram will be fine, even with Calvin Ridley. So I don't and care. Overs. Yeah. Cut, it, cut it from the defense all you want. I don't Fan- Fantasy shit. points and overs, Bobby. Fantasy yeah. points oh, and yeah. overs. That's what we do. That's the Jaguars 2023, baby. I love to hear that's it. The head- all right. That's the headline. Absolutely. Let's jump out the last team is the Tennessee Titans. And Ugh. they are one of the teams we talked about in our episode with cap casualties because the Tennessee Titans were one, oh, well over the cap. Well, they made all their moves. They they cut Robert Woods. They they cut a couple guys on defense. They let go of Taylor Luan. And now they're 9.9 under the cap. So they did a lot of maneuvering and they got to keep Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry on board. But they're very thin at the skill positions. You know, they got Austin Hooper. Golf Swain, all their tight ends are gone. Robert Woods, like we just brought up, is gone. Really, it's Traylon Burks and maybe Kyle Phillips, their other rookie uh, slot receiver that kind of made some buzz. But I, I just, I think the Titans realized because they got rid of their GM that gutting your skill position group was stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. Relying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See you later, Corey Davis. Oh, bye, AJ Brown. Oh, everything's going to be fine. No, of course, Ryan Tannehill was a product of the fact that they had a great running game a good play action scheme, but he had two really good receivers. And like, we knew that, like, that wasn't like, like, it wasn't like we watched them in the AFC championship for two years. And we were like, we were like, this is Ryan Tannehill's team. Like we knew that that wasn't the situation. So Uh, why did they all of a sudden decide that they could just get rid of, like, it makes, it made zero sense to me. Um, No, they replaced AJ Brown with a younger, like I like Traylon Burks, but, He's not as good as AJ Brown. AJ Brown's a top 10 receiver in the NFL right now. You don't just draft those. Like, especially yeah. at 16 or wherever they were sitting in the draft. So, like, the Titans are, I've, I've, if you go back, I, when you mentioned the Titans, I audibly like scoffed because they are the most boring team in the NFL. Like, yeah. something about this Titans team, I do not know if it's ownership, but other than Derrick Henry, I do not want to watch this football team play. They are not great on defense. They are, I love Mike Vrabel. I think he's a great coach and he's done a lot with a little. But now that that little that he's that he had is now dwindling into even less. And now there's only so much you could do if you're a great, even if you're the best head coach. Um, Tannehill is clearly declining. Um, Derek Henry. But, that, but that's, that's, that's almost hypocritical to say because they gutted his receiving core. They lost John, yeah. his top three, his best three players were John U. Smith. AJ Brown, Corey Davis, all gone by right, right. this year. That's fair. And, and Traylon Burks wasn't even healthy most of the year. And Robert Woods is coming off a serious injury. So, like, how could you look at Ryan Tannehill and say, we could judge you at all? Because, really, to be honest with you, the guy we replaced yeah. our best player with barely played, the 30 year old wide receiver, too, was coming off a serious injury and started off slow. And then you're throwing to a bunch of Austin Hooper was a waste. Like, he didn't do yeah. anything. So I, I I guess I'll have to push back just like I don't know if Ryan Tannehill's done, but so, so I'll, I'll should've, they should have they should have known that Ryan Tannehill needed the good players around him. That's what they yes. should have done. So I'll throw this out there too. And I think that this is a big thing that's gonna happen with new management. I think that they are gutting this team because they're gonna they're they might just go all in on this rebuild. And in terms of I, I don't do they want to compete right now? The Jaguars are getting better. They literally the Jaguars are the, the only team they'll probably have to worry about in terms of winning the division this year. So get Tannehill. You know, you want a guy with you you want another guy next to Burks. Is Burks a wide receiver one? We have no idea. I like what is stopping you from now trading for DeAndre Hopkins? 
What like there is nothing that stopped a second round pick. Like pay you can pay him. DeAndre Hopkins is still a wide receiver one. Every time he's played, he's been fantastic in, in on the Cardinals. I think that he's I think he still has it. And I think that if you want to take him for, you know, two years, let's say, put him next to Traylon Burks, take some of that weight off of his shoulders. Why not? Why not get Tannehill another weapon? See what you truly have. See if Tannehill still does have that. You know? I this is a TikTok video I made, right? It's bold yeah. predictions. DeAndre Hobson's traded to the Tennessee. Oh, Titans. there we go. I, I made that two days ago. Great That's minds. Wild. Great minds think alike. Look great at us, minds. huh? Look, look at that. us. Look at that. That was yeah. Because I brought it up because Tim Kelly. So Tim Kelly, who was the QB coach last year, just got promoted, but he was with the Houston Texans for a long time under Bill O'Brien. But Tim Kelly is underrated. Like, first of all, Davis Mills, as a rookie, played very well under the guiding hand of his offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly. He was the best one in that damn class. Yeah. And then then the Texans thought, oh, well, screw that. Our rookie, our third-round rookie quarterback – Exceeded expectations. Let's fire the OC. What is right. so fucking that drives me fucking crazy when teams do that? If your player, if a rookie quarterback exceeds expectations, do not fire anybody on the offensive staff. Just keep him for another year. If he regresses, great. Then you fire him. But you don't. And then, sure enough, he regresses under Pep Hamilton. The same thing happened to Daniel Jones with Pat Shermer. Mm-hmm. It happens all the freaking time. It's so freaking annoying. But anyway, we're talking about the Titans. Dennis, uh, Tim Kelly, I really do like him. But I, to push back on what you're saying again is that then you should have cut Ryan Tannehill because you could have saved yeah. a bunch of money on Tannehill. There's no reason to be paying Ryan Tannehill think, $30 million if you're going to rebuild. I'll like, be honest, honestly, I, every- I, I, just don't, I just don't think that they like Malik Willis. I think that they drafted Probably. him and they saw him and they were like, that's he's – I mean, what he showed that was special. Like, okay, I get that he played a few games and he was a rookie and he was not pro-ready. He played at Liberty, like – he was yeah. he was not a pro ready guy coming in, but even even those types of guys, you should be able to see a little something. There was nothing that I watched, at least in in the games that Malik Willis played, that I would call him a special quarterback, a franchise kind of guy. That but you don't draft him. What did they draft him in the third? Like yeah, well that's the thing about this QB class because. Last year, people were putting him into the Panthers in the top 10, and he drops all the way right. to the third round. Like, no offense, but, like, everywhere I heard, there, everyone was talking Malik Willis. Top, they were talking about multiple quarterbacks going in the I'll top 10. I'll take, and I'll take that these guys felt – so I don't even know what to think about this quarterback class. It could be a lot of smoke, especially because there is, there is I want to say, average quarterback talent, meaning, like, like Teddy Bridgewater totally. type quarterbacks who you could you if you're if you're an elite team and you have Teddy B as your quarterback you could probably make the playoffs maybe losing the wild card but Teddy B could probably get you there so maybe there's a little bit of smoke in all this a little bit but anyway go ahead sorry yeah no this is totally a defensive draft I, I I've been looking at it like there's no receivers that that are eye popping there's no Garrett Wilson Chris Olave Jamar Chase Justin Jefferson kind of guys in this draft that I'm looking at I'm saying you need to draft this guy like Quentin Jefferson is good um Kayshawn what uh, that kid out of LSU is good you know JSN out of Ohio State is good like but but none of them are are eye popping guys all yeah. of these guys probably be second round picks in any other draft year. Um, it's it's a quarterback draft, I suppose, because I mean more than last year. Um, but if you want to if you want a guy that I think is is getting you know all all that smoke and mirrors and all that, um, I think that's going to end up being Will Levis 
I think that Will Levis might be the fourth quarterback off the board. Um, and day by and the, each day that goes by, it looks more and more likely. Um, he faces. I mean, I've uh, everything I've seen, every film breakdown that I've watched. Um, he has a lot of trouble in terms of pressure and 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 mm-hmm. picking up pressure. And if, if you're at college, you know, if you're if you have that problem in college, that's a tough that's a tough adjustment to make in the NFL. Um, but you know, Bryce Young, we know is going number one. We know CJ Stroud will probably be the next guy off the board. And then, you know, this rise of Anthony Richardson that we're hearing. Um, yeah. And he's great, but he's a project. He's great, but he's a project. And, and Will Levis is kind of that, in terms of a prost- not quarterback uh, talent, not the results that we saw after the draft, but in terms of prospects, kind of reminds me of, of what we were looking at with Josh Rosen a few years ago, where we're like, all right, like, we know he has talent. Like he's a he's a talented kid. He has a good arm, but there's a lot of issues there that that you get concerned about. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Rosen, but it's the closest. That's to me the closest thing in terms of pre-draft stuff that I've that I've seen. Yeah, you know, one thing, the last thing I just want to bring up too with this Titans offense is that they the, just two years ago, Derrick Henry, all this stuff was booming. Everything was great. Their entire starting offensive line, other than their center, Ben Jones, is gone from that team. So they're going right. over. So not only did they lose A.J. Brown and Corey Davis and Johnny Smith, but their entire offensive line, Nate Davis is a free agent. Dennis Kelly's already gone. Roger Stafford's already gone. David Quisenberry's already gone. Taylor Luan is already gone. The only guy that's returning is Ben Jones. So and, and Keith Carter, their offensive line coach, is gone. Okay. See they, so this is just the things that – I believe I think the Carter. I think that's all right. I, yeah, I think I, he's on the Jets now. That's the reason I know that. <laughs> you had me at offensive line coach, so I'm all good. I like it. You fit it right in. I don't even know if it works for me. But Beautiful. my point is that there's so much going on around Tannehill and this team that, like, if Tim Kelly comes in, they have to do something in the offseason to give a splash, like a DeAndre Hopkins trade that could say, okay, at least they're going to have. Hopkins Burks. Okay, now I can understand that now Tannehill has a chance but with Derrick Henry. But if they don't make that level of a move and they're gonna let these offensive line and they're gonna go through this little retool on the offensive line and they're gonna let whoever develop behind Traylon Burks get the hell out of here with this. They'll shit. win, they'll win, they'll win, they'll win, they'll win seven games if they do that. I'm so sorry. Yeah. If they if they have to if they keep this defense that they have right now, which was like not great, they were fine last year, not great. Um and then on top of that, you have less weapons than you had. You have no offensive line, which is going to make Derrick Henry's job a whole lot harder. And I like, he's still going to be Derrick Henry, but like you need an offensive line, man. Like, like you need yeah. one. I don't care who you are. Um, and it's going to make Tannehill's job a whole lot harder because you can't run it every play. So you're in a division now with, you know, the Colts who have always had a very solid pass rush. Um, the Jaguars, also very solid pass rush, pass rush last year. And, you know, the Texans are, they're, they're getting there. But you're in the AFC. Very com- incredibly competitive conference. Way more competitive than the NFC. So if you want to win anything of substance, or like if you want to settle on being mediocre forever, fine, keep the team you have. But if you want to take that next step, like you can't have a bad offensive line. You can't have a poor defense. They, like Ryan Tannehill is not putting you on his back. Like, it's it's they they'll win seven seven eight games if they don't fix this right now maybe I my I think I'm gonna give a little bit of hope I think that our bold take here 
that we shared, ironically, which I swear is a squ- We didn't even talk about this beforehand. We didn't. DeAndre Hopkins going to Tennessee. I could see because I just like the Tim Kelly connection. Plus, the, the he's a former division rival guy. And that kind of, I like the fact that they could kick it right in the Texans' face, too, if they go get him. But they need to make a move like that if they want to beat the Jags. Because the Jags are going to take the next step. If they want to become a beat that team or and or make a wild card spot, they got to make a move to help Derrick Henry, to help Ryan Tannehill. And Mike Vrabel doesn't seem like the rebuild kind of guy. So if you're going to rebuild, cut Ryan Tannehill and go dra- go get go make some moves for a quarterback that's younger and call it a day. All right, yeah. that's all we got for the rest of the day, folks. Listen, this is another episode of the Rasball Fantasy Football Podcast on the Rasball Fantasy YouTube channel. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the comment buttons, come over to check us out. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And, of course, make sure you jump over to rasball.com. Before we close the show, Jacob, tell the people where they can find your content and where to follow you. Yeah, totally. Uh, you can find my content at, I mean, geez, on YouTube at Hard Count Football. You can find uh, all my articles on Rasball. A ton of fun stuff. I'm, I'm really excited for this offseason. There's going to be a lot of fun, fun articles coming up. Um, check me out. I'm doing voiceover work now at Touchdown Kingdom over on YouTube. Um, a lot of fun stuff going on over there. Um, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter because this is where the most fun stuff is happening. Because Nice. Uh, you can hear my my opinions on things that range from football and pro wrestling all the way to pizza and all that fun stuff. And what's TV your shows. hottest pizza take? I don't know. I can't. I, I have to think about <laughs> gotcha. without getting can, without getting canceled. I don't know. Uh, all right, all right. Well, I, next, I, next I show. thoroughly I thoroughly enjoy Domino's pizza. I don't know if that's a hot take, but I did. And that's I how we're gonna end the show, folks. Once again, I'm your host, Bobby Lamarco. <laughs> Want to thank my guests again, Jacob Chardo. We are out of here. <laughs>